0: it's not very often that I get to play the entire queue from the beginning. But we'll do it today. Why not? The theme to Tribble Bites, which is our... Star Trek and Orville news program, and something uh, that gives me an opportunity to promote our Star Trek and Orville news program, Triple Bytes, which you can find as a segment during Good Morning Multiverse on Saturday morning, and uh, as freestanding uh, thereafter, we carve that segment out for its own thing. Good afternoon, everyone. We are live from the bunker. My name is Jason Hunt i am the editor here at sci-fi for me 33 years in the media and i and i came to a realization this morning after all this time excuse me after all this time doing what i do and finding this this thing what i'm good at I finally found my niche, editing this magazine and hosting these shows and producing all of this programming, and I don't make any money <laughs> on it. That's, that's irony at its best, right? Uh, no, but I'm, I'm happy to be here, happy to have all of you here. We are broadcasting live to uh, Odyssey, Facebook, and YouTube. And uh, if you are uh, not with us live, you can still leave a comment. If you listen to this show as a podcast, we're glad you're here as well. And it looks like our listeners in Brazil are back. Good to have you, along with... We've got listeners in Spain and Germany and UK. Romania hanging on there. So, uh... Good, uh, good to see all of you. All right, so <coughs> the reason we have the Triple Bytes music uh, is because we're going to talk about Mission Chicago, uh, which was now, which is now the official, um, the official Reed Pop, I believe Reed Pop is doing it now. The official Star Trek convention because creation for whatever reason, no longer has the license. So, Creation is going to have their own Trek conventions, but they're not going to be officially the Star Trek conventions anymore. Uh, Pop is doing them now. So, you've got Mission Chicago, which was the first one that took place over this past weekend. And we have a number of uh, news items that came out of that. But first of all, let me do this. Uh, this here. Uh, a, uh, a note from Trek Geek Dan, who is Dan Davidson. He's co-host of uh, Trek Geeks and Discovering Trek, and, uh, and that's part of the Trek Geeks podcast. He attended the event, and they've got this note now uh, that he's posted uh, as a result <coughs> coming out of the weekend... Uh, He says, I wanted to give you full disclosure regarding the events of this past weekend. First off, I have had both COVID-19 shots and the first booster. Upon returning home from Chicago yesterday, the first thing I did before even greeting my wife was take a COVID-19 test. The results for that were negative. Uh, So he goes on here and uh, said, had some mild cold symptoms on Sunday evening. He took another test. It was a different brand and it came back positive he took another test from a different brand, so his third test also came back positive. So he's letting everybody know, if you were at Mission Chicago this past weekend, there is a possibility that some of, some of you may have been exposed somewhere. Dan, Dan here saying he didn't have it going into it. He hadn't been exposed to anybody going into it, so it's likely he caught it from somebody there. So, uh, just to make you aware... Mission Chicago is likely to be characterized as a super spreader event, but it it is something worth noting, and uh, you should take the appropriate precautions if you were there, or if you come into contact with people who were there. Just want to give you a heads up that uh, that's going on. What? Yeah. That's why your mic is off, Mrs. Boss. All right, so... uh, all right. So there is that. So uh we do wish Dan the best. Hopefully he has a very easy recovery. He says he's not he's not uh uh he's not suffering from too many symptoms. It's a rather mild case, so more than likely he's got some kind of Omicron or something. Uh say, I see Mazers there in the chat Dave in the chat and Mazur says taking a breather for a, from a certain public trial. <laughs> yeah. We've been, I we've been keeping an eye on it, or I have, uh, and it's it's certainly been an interesting couple of days, hasn't it? So yeah, that's, uh, hmm. but today, here's what we're gonna do. We're just gonna go through some of the news that came out of Mission Chicago. We're gonna look at some of the merch because there's some stuff, there's some stuff that looks pretty cool, and um, I got an anniversary coming up, <laughs> and. We've got Christmas coming up and Friday's coming up. So, you know, it's 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 one of those things because uh, there's some interesting stuff uh, that got announced. Uh, The first thing we got on the Friday of the event, we've got a new uh, video game coming from uh, Star Trek Prodigy. It's called Star Trek Prodigy Supernova. And it is coming to uh, PlayStation and Xbox and, and uh, Nintendo Switch. And it's from Outright Games. We're going to get some kind of details in May, I believe. But there was this banner. TrekCore uh, posted the photograph of this banner. And we showed you this on Saturday during Triple Bites. Uh, it is uh, uh may 20 may 2022 uh outright games on their youtube channel will list out some more details on this so uh, we should find out more this is uh, this is the first video game for the for prodigy so uh, it should be interesting to see how much of that is going to be you know how much is going to involve the the uh, voice cast from the show. I imagine they'll probably be involved. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, some interesting cosplay. We we can take a look at some of the cosplay. This is Third Coast Review uh, has a has a photo gallery here. We can just scroll through and see. And this for those of you who are watching on a podcast, this is this is one of the benefits of watching the live show. Where you can see some of the imagery that do that we that we put together. That's uh, a pretty good Kai win there. There are a couple of Niners baseball from Deep Space Nine. Uh, we've got some is that lower decks? Those are lower decks costumes. There's a Borg. I saw earlier There's some lower decks again. I saw there's a Q. Uh, what was the one that I noted? Oh, here we go. This is this is the one that I thought was really kind of fun. This is a guy who is cosplaying as space and the, uh, the hand of Apollo holding the Enterprise, uh, which I thought was rather clever. This is, uh, this is somebody being creative. Oh, by the way, speaking of that, did you see over... The, I, I, was it over the weekend or last week? Did I, when did I send you this, the, Man, the Mandalorian... Was it last week? Okay, so we came across a photograph. It was... I don't even remember which event it was. Uh, Christopher Lloyd was making an appearance. And somebody has done what was inevitable. Now, Especially now that, that Christopher Lloyd is dr- joining the cast. But somebody has done a Mandalorian cosplay outfit... And there's a photograph of him with Lloyd at his booth. And it's of course it's got the gull wing doors on the helmet and he's got the time circuits on, on his gauntlet. Uh and he's call, and, and he's uh carrying Grogu. Grogu of course is dressed as Marty. It's a very, very clever mashup. It's a lot of fun. Did you what? I'm gonna send it to you. You're gonna send it? <laughs> okay, let's see. Mrs. Boss is gonna send it to me here and we'll get it out. I get it up so people can see it. Um, Let's see here. Okay, so we'll go. Let me scroll through here because we've seen some of these photographs. I'm going to pull these back up. Okay. All right, so we'll scroll through that. And let me get here. And pull this up while you're looking at those photographs. Some pretty good, some pretty good cosplay. Um, you know, some interesting variations on a theme. So, oh, uh, well, well, we'll get to that here in a minute. But uh, this was at Steel City Comic Con. And let me get back to where I'm at. All right, so this was at Steel City Comic Con. Let me let me pull the tab up here. The Mandalorian with Christopher Lloyd. <coughs> it's this is this is very clever. What? There's music. There's music. I don't want to get a copyright strike. Okay, it's just back to the future music, but it's, you know. And there's a flex capacitor in the co- in the in the costume. Uh, his his knee pads, the the shin guards, are the license plates for the DeLorean. You've got the the original Out of Time on on one leg, and you've got the the future 2015 uh, license plate on the on the other. It's rather clever. And Grogu. I sorry said Grogu, dressed as Marty. Okay. Yeah. I did, yes. But that is uh, that is pretty smart. <coughs> uh, Mazer says maybe we have this all wrong. Maybe he's going to maybe uh, maybe Lloyd's character is going to be more like Krug from Star Trek Three. It it could be. Christopher Lloyd is is perfectly capable of playing a villain. I'm holding out. See, okay, we've come up with a couple of different possibilities here. <laughs> One of them, and Majerus will love this one, one of them is that Christopher Lloyd is playing Hondo. <coughs> the other possibility that I came up with, and I don't know that anybody else... I, I haven't seen this mentioned any place else, but it's entirely possible that somebody else has mentioned this. <laughs> but... How do you really film The other possibility... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mazers. See, I don't, I don't get the hate for for Hondo. I think Hondo's kind of fun. See, but okay. Hondo. Maybe, maybe this will. Maybe this will help. For those of you who are not big fans of Hondo, Hondo. For those of us of an age, you'll get this reference. Hondo is Huggy Bear from Starsky and Hutch. You know he's kind of a flim flam man. He's kind of a con man. He's 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 but but he's also the good guy. You know who's who's who does does the right thing when it counts. Hondo is Huggy Bear. I don't know if that helps. Some of you millennials out there are probably going to be looking up Huggy Bear now, and that's fine. You should watch Starsky and Hutch, the real one, not the one they put there in the movie. <clears throat> but the other possibility. See, I don't, I don't get sidetracked very much. The other possibility for Christopher Lloyd, given that we're hearing rumors about some kind of adaptation of the Thrawn trilogy that that uh, Timothy Zahn did, heir to the Empire, and that the original three. I don't know how they're going to do it, but we're hearing rumors. That at least pieces of that might show up in Ahsoka's series. There is a possibility. What if Christopher Lloyd is playing Joris Sabath, the demented Jedi clone? I don't know if he is or not, but. Could be. Maybe. I don't know. We'll see. It's going to be... Going to be interesting to see. I mean, people are excited about seeing Christopher Lloyd in Star Wars. We'll see what he does. We'll see what character he plays. But I I think it would be interesting to see him playing uh, Joris Sabaoth. All right, uh, what else do we have coming out of Mission Chicago? We've got these. Uh, We've got these (coughs) figures from X-06. Some Deep Space Nine figures. Here's Benjamin Sisko. These look really good. Here's Mirror Universe characters. There's Spock and Sulu. And they got they got Sulu's leer just right. Now, okay, these are the only two uh, we've got. Saru and and Mikey Spock from Star Trek Discovery. These are the only two figures from modern Trek that I have seen anywhere. I I, I look I look through things, and I don't see any other. Any other figures from Modern Trek? Here's the here's the Janeway figure. We've known about that one that was coming. That's that's been out for a while, and then of course we've got the holographic Doctor that's that's on its on its way. Uh, but you also have uh, some of these others. Uh, let me see where the where's the rest of those? I just had them. Uh, Where'd they go? What did what did we do with them? Give me a second here and give me a st- second. I don't know. Okay, so somehow I've somehow I've 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 closed that window and I didn't mean to. Um, let me look over here and see if it's here. Did I just not save it? Oh, I th- I think I know what I did. Here we go. All right. All right. I I I'm I'm with it. I'm with it. All right, we have this, we have this Admiral Kirk figure from Star Trek the Motion Picture, which is now out in 4K on Paramount Plus. Quark? I mean, these are really 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 nice. Exo X06 does some really fantastic work. Here's Picard in his uh, later season uniform with the jacket. All of this stuff was uh all of this stuff was out this weekend. But these these are the ones that I think are really cool. Here's here's Star Trek 2. Kirk, Spock, and McCoy. I'm not sure why McCoy is in the field jacket, but it's a good look. Spock's got his uh Radiation gloves and the dilithium crystal podium, there standing there. Here is from the menagerie we've got Kirk, Spock, and McCoy in their dress uniforms, along with uh, Captain Pike in his wheelchair. And then from the cage, we have Spock and Pike in their field uniforms, the jackets, and the, the keeper from Talos 4. These are really good figures. These are very impressive looking. Here's Spock in his Vulcan robes from his first appearance when he shows up on in Star Trek: The Motion Picture, and Admiral Kirk. I, I'm I'm thinking, I'm thinking that we're gonna have to have to have to spend have to spend some money here. Maybe I don't know. So there's uh, is that. Was this con in, at figure at x, at uh, at Mission Chicago? Is that where this figure? Is that where this photograph's coming from? We've got a Judge Q. I mean, some of these figures were have been announced before, and we've known these uh, were out. Here's uh, here's an x six data. A couple of different heads there uh, from from uh, from first contact. I got to tell you, X-06 is doing some fantastic work on their figures. This is this is very, 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 very impressive. So, uh, so there is that coming out of uh, Mission Chicago. And I don't know that I really want to talk very much about the Lower Decks panel. Because Jack Quaid... I mean... Yes, it's fun that they all came out in costume. They were cosplaying-ish as their characters. But when Jack Quaid reenacted that particular scene from a particular episode up on stage, I just, I kind of lose, I kind of lose a little bit of respect for, for some of these people who are... Look, if... If you're a fan of Lower Decks, that's fine. You, you have every right to be happy with the things you enjoy. You have every right to enjoy Lower Decks. I do not enjoy Lower Decks. The frat boy humor from the first few episodes... I lasted four episodes. And the humor was just crude and... Ignorant, and I get what they're doing. It's 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 Rick and Morty and Starfleet, and I don't I don't like that. I personally, I'm not a fan of that. If you like it, that's fine. More power to you. You 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 can like what you like, but I don't I don't appreciate that kind of humor. I I I don't like it. I can appreciate it if it's smartly written, but I still don't like it. I don't find that stuff funny. So it's just it, it's just one of those things that just kinda sits there and and, and... <sighs> rubs me the wrong way. Critical blast in the chat. Good to see you. Animated Star Trek won an Emmy for filmation. Lou Scheimer was happy but felt that Fat Albert should have gotten the Emmy for what it was doing for Urban Youth. And yeah, but... Sure. Speaking of which, have you guys seen this uh, this is a fan generated piece, okay? This is not anything official. Somebody has taken the audio, the dialogue, from Best of Both Worlds, and I'm I'm going to just I'm just going to start playing a little bit of this. We're we're likely going to get dinged for this, but. Uh, This is very clever. Somebody has taken the Filmation style of animating and applied it to a scene from Best of Both Worlds. And they've taken the original music of Star Trek, the animated series. And this stuff is just priceless they've matched you know all of the different things with the eyes and the and the and the face and the angles the camera angles look at that there we go I mean this looks really good and Ben people are people are losing their minds over this they' think this is this is I'd watch this I'd watch this I mean you look at the cake and uh at the helm here come the Borg. Of course, the Borg are purple because Lou Shimer was colorblind. We, you know, It was why we got purple Klingons. Uh, purple uniforms for the Klingons. I mean, this is excellent work. I, I don't know how long it took to put this together. But look at that. There's the run that Filmation used to do. This is this is very excellent work. I, I'm 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 so impressed. <laughs> include I mean the music and everything. And including the you see the the smear on the cell? Classic filmation. Is at warp speed. This is this is a lot of fun. I, I'm I'm I I enjoy this. But it's one of those things where um, you know fans get this kind of stuff. Uh, this is a, a the channel's Gazelle Automations. We'll put a we'll put a link in the chat or in the uh, in the show notes just so you can see the whole thing. It's only it's only just a little over two and a half minutes. But it just goes to show that fans understand Star Trek a little bit better than the people what are making Star Trek. But it also it also you know, you talk about the, the, the XO figures, for example, the XO six figures. Most of them I mentioned this we got Saru and we got Michael, uh, but other than that, I have not seen any announcements for any additional figures from Discovery. Or from Picard, for that matter. Or, you know, we haven't we haven't seen anything and it's a little early yet for Strange New Worlds, but <laughs> it strikes me that a lot of the emphasis on merchandise toys and action figures and playsets and all of that i mean you look at this the the playmates uh next generation or was it was a next generation or no it was the original series they just came out with a new enterprise original series play set again you know for the for the little playmates figures all of its classic trek all of its pre pre two thousand nine pre Kelvin track pre JJ track pre Kurtzman track that's the stuff that they're putting out to sell. That's the merchandise that's out there. Not, not hardly anything from current Star Trek, and that's very telling for me. And of course, you know we've seen videos. I know. Doomcock's talked about this. Midnight's Edge has talked about it. I don't know if Yellow Flash has touched on it or not, but we've seen videos, you know, there's been coverage and rumor that, you know, nobody wants to touch the the new stuff in terms of merchandise. Nobody wants the merchandise licensing nobody wants to sell any of the any, any toys for the new shows because the new new shows are garbage and they're not getting the fan traction that they that they were hoping to get how much of that is true I don't know couldn't tell you but I do think that it's interesting to see that we're getting so much in the way of classic original Trek and not modern trek and it would be so nice if the programming for the shows went the same way that we didn't have so much of the modern Trek and we got... Well, I mean, you even look at the promo for, for Picard Season 3. What's it going to do? It's a next generation reunion. It's the, it's the whole cast back in back. You know, we, we're getting the band back together. Which, was this the plan all along? Or is this a course correction? That's the question, right? Speaking of a car, there's going to be a there's going to be a thing here. I, I, let me look it up while we take the break. We will be right back after this. Don't go anywhere. Our transmitters are made from hand handwavium. This is Sci-Fi for Me Radio. Hi everyone, Jason Hunt here, inviting you to join us every Saturday for news, science fiction, fantasy, and horror headlines from the week, plus interviews, updates on events going on around the world, and the weather forecast for the same. It's all wrapped up in one neat package for your weekend. We call it Good Morning Multiverse, every Saturday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern, 10 Central, right here on Sci-Fi for Me TV. Foreign Bodies, Saturday at 1 p.m. Eastern, only on Sci-Fi For Me TV. didn't know that had lyrics to it. I clicked on the wrong one. Back live from the bunker. Jason Hunt here, along with all of you. And it. Uh, there's a little bit of a crossover here. We have um, Star Trek Picard. Now, this is something that they don't normally do. Uh, uh, Patrick Stewart's wife, uh, actual wife, like in real life wife, uh... Uh, Sonny Ozell. They have not done anything crossing over anything before, except now we have her appearing in Picard. Uh, it looks like it's going to be kind of a cameo type of thing. She's a she's a singer, bar band singer in Picard. And uh, she's, she's performing songs off of her album from 2020, Overnight Lows. And she says here, quote, "...my appearance as a bar band singer in Patrick's show was entirely his idea, and when he first proposed it to me, I have to admit I was a bit reluctant. I like that our professional lives don't overlap, even though we're both performers." But when I learned that CBS Studios and the episode's director, Joe Menendez, actually wanted me to sing one of my own tunes off my most recent record, Overnight Lows, I couldn't resist the opportunity. So, of course, she's looking at this as a way of promoting her album. Which is perfectly fine. And I haven't heard her sing. I don't know. I I hear positive things about uh, her performance, and and people seem to say nice things about her. Okay, fine. (coughs) What do you think? I mean okay, it's it's no big deal one way or the other. To me, I can perfectly understand why you wouldn't want your professional lives crossing over because you spend so much time personally with these people and now professionally, but, you know, it's a cameo. She gets to sing a song and sell her album. Okay. That's fine if that's what you want to do. Nothing wrong with that. I'm actually kind of surprised it took this long to do. Uh, Let's see here. We've got uh, panel reports, Strange New Worlds, Discovery, uh, Prodigy. They're teasing some darker stories, I think, in Prodigy coming up. Now, here's something that people are not too terribly happy about. (coughs) And I'm... I, I don't care. We reported on this on Saturday. Star Trek Continuum. This is going to be a series of NFTs that are going to be made available as part of the Star Trek franchise. And what this is going to do... Uh, it's These are going to be a little bit different from your your typical nft cuz this is this is not just buy buy something and have bragging rights that you own it and you can claim you own it this is actually going to get you access to other different things and i think people are starting to figure out nfts as an access point as a gateway point rather than the the final product itself i think of use nfts almost like a qr code you're basically buying a qr code so you've got Paramount Global and Recur announcing Star Trek will be the first NFT digital collection will drop from their multi-year partnership to bring Paramount's beloved entertainment brands <clears throat> your mileage may vary on that. Uh, fans will be able to access Star Trek digital collectibles starting April 9th through paramount.xyz which is the online portal and you can purchase digital items like photos, illustrations, movie clips and such tied to a blockchain. And an NFT purchased by a fan will be available in a digital format only, not available for purchase by anyone else. This uh, announcement, and this is Heavy.com reporting on this, this announcement has not gone over well with fans of Star Trek. Some fans have pointed out that the future of Star Trek promises is one where money has no value. (sighs) Okay. Um... I point you to Star Trek 4. I point you to all of Deep Space 9. Anyway, okay, so <coughs> so these NFTs are basically going to get you uh, access as well to other things and and people are you know there are people who are not happy with this including some in the cast uh, but um, i don't know we'll see we'll see what happens with this i i i am i i i i don't have any, I don't have any patience to learn about NFTs or anything like that. I think the whole thing is a stupid idea. Why would you buy something that you can't have? Why would you buy something just to say you own it when you can't actually have have it in your possession? What good is that? What value does that have? I... I I can kind of wrap my head around cryptocurrency, Bitcoin and and Ethereum and all of that. You you know, it's, it's, it's not that much different than your debit card. I mean, you don't actually carry physical cash with you all the time everywhere you go to use in every transaction. You run a card and the card says ones and zeros, ones and zeros, and then the bank says ones and zeros ones and zeros and then it goes to the to the business ones and zeros ones and zeros there's no physical money that's that's changing hands there so i can un, i can i can wrap my head around digital currency a little bit more than i can with these nft's this nft stuff is stupid it's a dumb idea you it's it's like buying a star how, how how do you take possession of this thing you're throwing money out there for what the 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 right to claim ownership of something that you do not p- possess you don't own this thing you own access to this thing you don't get a physical copy of something you don't get to hang it on your wall or put it on the shelf or wear it or whatever it's a it's a it's a nothing it's a digital ethereal thing out here what's the point of the nfts now nfts of themselves in and of themselves complete waste now, if the NFT gets you access to other things, and I think people are starting to understand that that's how you can make this thing useful, is that you possess the NFT, and the NFT is a key to get you into various different places online where you can experience things and have, you know, do. Uh, private access Q and As, for example, or you get to see uh, art collections or you know, various different things. If online events that you wouldn't normally get access to, M- maybe you do it that way, and maybe maybe that's how we use an NFT. ...is if we get together with some of these events... ...and we want to do a private online-only panel... ...you buy an NFT and that's your ticket. Don't worry, I'm not going to do NFTs. But I'm just saying, if you use an NFT as an access point... I, ...I can understand... ...I can understand some value of that... ...but the NFT by itself complete waste of money. By the way, I'm not qualified to give financial advice. I'm just spitballing my own opinion out here. <coughs> so, and I you know, speaking of of you know, broadcasting panels, I would very much like to be able to get back out and broadcast from the floor of these events. So, if any of you know anybody from Pop or Creation, or who's, who's the other big one still? Because Wizard World's gone. <clears throat> Fan Expo. Creation, Fan Expo, Pop. If you know anybody that works at any of these places, <coughs> put in a good word for us. Because I would love to get back out on the floor and broadcast from these events. We figured out that model. We made that model work. And that was going to be our model pre-pandemic. And then everything shut down and we got all, you know, everybody got put under house arrest and we weren't able to do anything. But I would love to be back at these events broadcasting from the floor. I'm not too keen on the idea of going to Seattle for the next Star Trek mission event. I'm not too keen on going anywhere on the West Coast for any of this stuff. given some of the health policies that are in place at some of these events, shall we say. Now, I I've I've taken some flack for my decision on that. <clears throat> and I've taken some flack internally on my decision on that, but we're not going to attend any event that's requiring proof of vaccination. Period. What? And the reason for that is I think it is a segregationist, elitist, us versus them thing. And I don't think that there's any benefit to it because there's enough question out there as to whether or not these vaccinations are actually beneficial or if they're deadly. Your mileage may vary on that. I know people who have had the vaccine and they do they do just fine. But we've also read the various different accounts of of adverse reactions. And and to require somebody to do that sort of thing, to me, I think, is a little extreme. And so that cuts us out from, well, I mean, it it cuts, cuts us out from Mission Chicago. It cuts us out from Star Wars Celebration this year. So... We'll just have to see uh, what we can say. I have I have reached out to Fan Expo Dallas because that's coming up in June, uh, and, and I'm hoping that we're going to be able to do something down there, but I haven't heard anything back yet. Dahan in the chat, speaking of Vax, we know what happened to Bones on City of the Edge Forever, <laughs> right? <laughs> that's what I'm talking about is, you know, these things have unexpected consequences. Now, I'm I'm to be fair, I'm going to allow for the possibility <coughs> <coughs> it is entirely possible that the companies making these vaccines didn't fully anticipate what could happen. I would imagine that they probably didn't fully anticipate what would happen. Allowing for the possibility because you got to do all your legal legal coverage and you know run through all of this list of everything that happened. I mean, they threw everything on that list. They don't know because there's not enough time to test this stuff. You don't know. Which is the point. We don't know what to do. We don't know what the long-term effects are going to be. So requiring it for attending a convention, requiring it for going back to work, to me, seems a little slapdash and irresponsible. But that's just me. What do I know? My degree is in mass communications. Which means I understand how propaganda works, but, you know, I'm not a biologist. Or a chemist, or a pharmacist. All right. <laughs> wow! 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 That one. That one came out of nowhere. My apologies. I I I I didn't anticipate that one. Oh wow! All right. Modifus, uh, Modifus Entertainment has announced some tabletop RPGs related to Trek. Got an email on this. I think yesterday. Your new assignment, a continuing mission here, Star Trek Adventures. It's a tabletop role-playing game. I think it's very much like the old Starfleet Battles. You remember that? So we've got the uh, the Discovery Campaign Guide, which is coming soon. Uh, Sixty dollars. You've got the Discovery Campaign Guide Collector's Edition. These these are going to be the new the new adventures. Uh, you have uh, Discovery Season Two Crew Pack. Uh, let's see what else here. Mich- You've got the upsetting the balance PDF, which we told you about here a few weeks ago. So it looks like the Discovery, uh, the Discovery stuff is going to be the new thing. Let me double check and make sure that I've got that right because we got that. We got that email. Today was that today that I got that. Oh, wow. Yeah, here we go. Yeah, so the discovery, the discovery stuff. This this campaign here, this is the new one that's coming soon. Uh, it is going to be in standard and collector's edition, and then the crew pack PDF. And what this is, uh, an all new time period for telling dramatic Star Trek adventures. I'm reading from the email. Based on the first two seasons of Star Trek Discovery, uh, engage in desperate battles, investigate scientific wonders and strange alien constructs, participate in post-war recovery, and join the search for the mysterious Red Angel. Uh, 220 page, 228 pages, hardcover. Uh, contains a detailed sandbox source book, five new playable alien species, including the Kelpians and Saurians, a daring three-part campaign set during the crucial final months of the Federation Klingon War. So, uh, a selection of NPCs relevant to this time period. So, you've got uh, some some new some new things if you are into role-playing games and, and uh, the tabletop role-playing game. There you go. There is a there is a new uh, a new entry from Mediphius Entertainment. We'll report on that again on Saturday, of course. And let's see here. The dates for Seattle, Mission Seattle. This is what it is: Star Trek Mission Seattle uh, at the Washington State Convention Center, May 26th through 28th, 2023. So Memorial Day weekend, looks like, in Seattle. Uh, the second event since taking over is the official Star Trek convention organizer. They're calling it the ultimate destination for fans of the iconic franchise. So um, tickets will go on sale in June. And they'll start uh, announcing guests and exhibitors then. So it's going to be a traveling event very much like Worldcon does. You know, Worldcon's in a different place every year. So the Star Trek convention is going to be moving around uh, so it's been in Chicago. It's going to go to Seattle. I would imagine that it's probably going to bounce. Where would you expect it to go after Seattle? Los you you think it would stay on the West Coast and go down to Los Angeles, Anaheim, or would it go? Would it go east? I'd say I'd go to Los Could be. I yeah, I I'd, I'd be interested to see if they're considering Dallas as a as a potential destination. So. Um, <clears throat> maybe. Oh, speaking of which, we reported on this on Saturday as well. Uh, there were posters that showed up, character posters that showed up at Mission Chicago, featuring the first names of Dr. Mabenga and Mr. Spock. And it's come out recently. Trek, uh, Trek Corps, I think, uh, said that Paramount had reached out to them it said those posters were incorrect. Now they've got the, the first names for Dr. Mabenga... ...comes out of a novel by David Allen Mack. And the first name for Spock... ...comes out of Barbara Hambly's novel Ishmael. Which, this is the one that everybody's talking about. Dr. Mabenga's first name, no big deal. But Spock's never had a first name. You know, we we had... You know, uh, him telling uh, Leilani you couldn't pronounce it. Barbara Barbara Hambly, in her book, she, she furnished it. And, of course, those aren't canon. But then that name shows up on the poster. <clears throat> and it's pointed out that on these two characters, uh, both names come from the novels and Barbara Hamley's novel Ishmael for those of you who don't who aren't familiar with it I recommend I recommend it it's a time travel story <clears throat> but it's also a, a mashup with the ABC television series Here Come the Brides which is a fictional account of a historical event uh, back in the days of expanding to the west there were business people who would present opportunities for people to go west to get married, especially young women. And Here Come the Brides follows a businessman named Aaron Stemple who is kind of like Harry Mudd, wiving settlers. I mean, that's that's broad brush stuff. That's not all of what the show was about. But Aaron Stemple in that TV series was played by Mark Leonard, who of course played Sarek, Spock's father. And Ishmael is a time travel story where Spock gets captured by the Klingons and he gets tortured with the, 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 uh, the mind sifter and he, he, he has amnesia. And he ends up going through the Guardian forever back to the days of early Seattle... And his his mission is to rescue Aaron Stemple from Klingon assassins, because basically the the idea being that Aaron Stemple was was uh, a, a critical component in Earth resisting takeover by the Klingons. So yeah, yeah it's 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 an, it's a fun mashup of Star Trek and Here Come the Brides. But that that first name that, that Barbara Hambly gives Spock, it's nowhere else, anywhere, in any of the other novels, anywhere else. It's a one-off. But then it shows up on this poster of Mission Chicago. And everybody went, hang on. I'm still trying to wrap my head around Una Chin Riley as number one's name. I mean, that's just... Dumb. Uh, una Una comes from Greg Cox in his novels. So you know there's precedent here. They could be pulling the first names for these characters out of the novels. I mean, they did it with Hikaru Sulu. They did it with Neoto Ohura. So maybe... I don't know. Not that it matters much, unless it does. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Michelle Yeoh talking about the new Section 31 show, which has been in development now for what? Six years? Three years? No, three years since the announcement of the spinoff series. Feels like forever, doesn't it? She's basically saying that it's like Mission Impossible meets Guardians of the Galaxy in space. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy is in space, So, okay, good on you, but does that feel like Star Trek? Does that feel like a Section 31? I mean, sure, Mission Impossible, Section 31, it's a clandestine operation. It's, you know, secret, secret agents and whatnot. But Guardians of the Galaxy? Really? Is that the kind of tone that you want for Section 31 Which is this nefarious, dark, twisted, some would say evil, shadow organization in Starfleet. Guardians of the Galaxy? I'm not quite sure that works. But it's Kurtzman Trek, so of course it does. I don't know. I, I, I don't have a whole lot of faith. I don't think that this uh, I don't think that this Section 31 series is ever going to see the light of day. I really don't. Um, one last thing. Uh, Star Trek Wines is looking for input because they've got some they've got a new thing. They're going to do their brand of Romulan ale and uh, if you go to slash romulan you can actually put your suggestion in as to what the blue liquid in the bottle is actually going to be so they're going to call it romulan ale but what's actually in the bottle they haven't decided yet so they 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 they're soliciting input from fans so if you have an if you have an idea if you have an Uh, 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 an opinion on that uh, you can let them know if you've got an opinion on this show you can leave a comment you can send us an email live from the bunker at sci-fi for me.com I do read every email I read all the comments uh, even the rude ones even the even the the spam ones I at least look at them so send us your feedback Uh, suggest topics suggest guests And do do, uh, you know, if if you're so inclined, do feel free to share the links to the the, to these shows. We do. uh, We do appreciate finding new people and new people finding us and growing our audience here. Uh, Right now, we're not growing. We're, We're we're receding a little bit. We're at 2011 over on YouTube. Not that not that the numbers matter we're 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 doing this for the people that show up. So whether you're subscribed or not, whether you're new or you've been here for a while, uh, you're all welcome uh, to stick around. So that's going to do it for us today. Thanks very much for being here, folks. If you want to connect with us over on uh, social media, you can do that. You can sign up for our newsletter. Uh, send us a send us a tip through PayPal, or if you've got a news tip, you can send us that too. And uh, find us in the various different uh, video platforms. And we will do this again tomorrow, number 399. Oh, don't forget, that reminds me. Next week, on Tuesday, April 19th, we will be having our 400th episode of this show, So join us for that. I have no idea what we're going to do, but it's probably going to be some free for all. I may very well open the open the phone lines. Who knows? We'll see. And then coming up on April 25th, which is a Monday, our 300th episode of the H2O podcast. So we want you to join us for those. Uh, It's taken us a long while to get there. But uh, we've got two, two milestone editions in the same month. So Bunker 400 on April 19th, which is next Tuesday. And uh, our 300th episode of the H2O Podcast. We're going to be talking about the movie 300. That's April 25th. So hopefully you join us for that. Spread the word. Let people know. And uh, we will be back to do this again tomorrow, folks. Remember, there are four lights. This has been a presentation of Sci-Fi for Me Radio. Copyright 2022 by Flaming Dog Media, LLC. All rights reserved. No portion of this program may be retransmitted without the express written consent of Flaming Dog Media.